On this episode, I'm joined by Ricky, all the way from Alabama, United States of America. Welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. I'm really, really looking forward to having this great conversation. I looked on your profile and I saw like you trying to do a hundred million in real estate in 2023. How did this all get started, bro? What's, what's going on? How did he start? Yeah, man. Listen, and like I said, bro, with the, you know, before we kind of got cut off with all the whole internet thing, man, listen, it's good to be here from the other side of the world, connect with you and glad we could put this together. So the hundred, that hundred million I want to buy this year, um, is literally want to go out here and buy some really big commercial deals. Like we're, we're this close to making an offer on a $16 million deal. We've got another one for 10 million that we're making an offer on. We've already made an offer. We're going back and forth on. So, you know, only need a good six, seven, uh, you know, eight or so of those deals, maybe four or five to hit the hundred million. Okay. So we're talking about five to eight deals, possibly something like that, you know, that's what we're looking at. And how it all came to be is that um, I've been doing this for 21 years, real estate wow. agent, you know, mostly, right? Really crushing that world, making a lot of commissions, taking that money and reinvesting it into real estate. Because the problem is, bro, that most real estate agents don't own any real estate. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, they're, out here, they're out here selling real estate, you know, and they don't even own any, you know? Um, and so I think that that comes from a place of, you know, um, treating real estate like a job. So they show up to real estate. They don't really yeah. have an investment mindset. They're just showing yeah. up, trying to do their best to make money. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even think about investing. You know, yeah. they don't save. They don't, you know, think about long-term wealth and things like that. Yeah. Um, but real estate to me is the very best because, you know, as you buy a property, you know, if you flip that property, you know, and you make 20, 30, 40,000, you're going to pay yeah. a lot of taxes, uh, you don't really make that much money. Um, but you, but the worst part about that is when you sell that property, if you flipped it, you do not reap the benefits of any future appreciation. You do not get any cash flow out of that property. You can't write off any taxes on depreciation. And if you acquire debt to own the property long term, you don't get reap the benefits of that property paying itself off and literally multiplying your money. It's, it's really one of the best vehicles, um, to build that you know, massive wealth, um, and generational wealth. Um, not to say that I don't own stocks, right. Cause I own stocks as well. Um, but I don't, I, I love the real estate game. Um, some people say real estate is boring, you know, Oh, numbers and I'm going to do this and that. And you know, whatever I, it excites me. Um, cause I'm a numbers guy. I get excited about numbers and watching the numbers work and how can I make the numbers work? Yeah. But um, but back to your, back to your question, um, you know, I bought a lot of properties, duplexes, fourplexes, single families, condos, even little small commercial buildings that I own myself around here locally. And so lately, since I got into the coaching game and the social media game six years ago, I've built myself up to the point that I've learned so much about other businesses and other business models and, yeah. um, you know, what some of these other guys are doing to go out and raise money to buy these really big, huge deals. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm, you know, I'm about, you know, let's just say over a year into really digging in and learning the, the commercial side of the game, the bigger deal side of the game, syndication funds, um, REITs, um, and everything else and all the different vehicles that you can use 
to go out and um, and and buy these uh, buy these big deals. Um, you know, and it's like when, when we see a deal, um, if it's just you know, we can take some of these deals down without raising money. You know, um, just me and a you know a couple buddies. We like this one we were looking at for sixteen million. Um, you know, it's uh, we could take that one down ourselves. Um, you know, it's a medical, it's a medical building, 63,000 square foot in Fort Lauderdale. We can take that one down ourselves, or we can go out and raise some money. We, you know, if the deal is good enough and we don't want to give up equity and we want to just take it down ourselves, we'll take it down ourselves. If we, you know, see a deal and we decide, you know, this deal, we'll go out and raise some money and, um, you know, let some people in on this and, uh, not deploy any of our cash. Yeah. And we can do that. There's so many different options, man. And so when I learned that you could go out here and do this, um, you know, when you have an influence like I have, you know, which isn't the largest, it isn't the smallest, but I have enough that I could go out and raise um, as much money as I needed to for really any deal. I could look at any deal and I could go out and, um, you know, I have the contacts to go make these deals happen. So, I'm just I'm just kind of realizing this in the last year or two that I have the ability to do this, mm-hmm. and so it's exciting. So that's where I'm at on it. And you look at 100 million, right? If we went out and say we syndicated 100 million dollars, I wouldn't pay federal or or stay. I wouldn't pay any taxes for years if I went out and bought 100 million dollars worth of real estate, you know, with a bunch of partners. I wouldn't owe any taxes for a while. So yeah. so you think about it. I mean. If I go out and I have a plan to buy a hundred million, that's going to put set me up where I don't pay income taxes for years, and you know, not to mention I'm going to own these incredible assets. I'm going to have cash flow off these incredible assets. These yeah. assets will be paying their own debt off. You know, then number one, where else can I get that? You know, number two, why aren't I all in on this? And that's why I'm all in on this. I really, I really love the way you basically went in and just kind of very quickly go fire around, just basically talking about the entire process. But what I'm going to do very quickly, I'm going to take you one step at a time backwards. So your journey literally started as a real estate investor, as an estate agent, basically, you know, working for sellers more because lettings agents works more for the sellers where they're helping the sellers get the best price in property. And then you transition from that into flipping properties. Now, let's basically go back two step backward before even real estate. And then we're going to come into real estate 21 years ago. Before that, what did you do? What, what did you do before doing property in 20, 21 years ago? OK, 21 years ago, I was 20 years old. And I literally went to four different colleges in two years. Before that, I roofed houses with my father all my whole teenage life. So I was a concierge at a hotel. I was a head grill cook at a seafood restaurant. I served tables. I roofed houses, painted houses, framed houses, did landscaping. I delivered pizzas, worked in a pizza hut, cooked pizzas, um, and a partridge in a pear tree. I don't know what all I did. Honestly, I did so many different things because the thing is, bro, is I would work two jobs at a time. I always yeah. had two jobs, right? No matter what, I would always have two jobs. If I roofed houses and during the day I was serving tables at night. Um, you know, when I was, you know, do, I was roofing houses and doing real estate. You know, when I, when I went back to roofing, I was still doing real estate until trying to, because when I lost everything, bro, I went homeless. I was sleeping in my car, eating out of people's refrigerators. And, um, 
Yeah, and that and that was because I flipped houses. I took on debt, flipped houses. When the market crashed, I lost everything in so many words. And um, and that that was I was twenty three, twenty four, and uh, thank God because there were people that were sixty, seventy years old, well forty, fifty, sixty, right next to me doing the same thing who also yeah. lost everything. And I'm thinking. Damn, how lucky am I to learn the lessons of life in my 20s, the same lessons that these people are learning in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Thank God, because the lessons I learned during that time literally got me to where I am now in a place where I'm not worried about markets shifting and crashing. I've got a nice, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of protection, and mm-hmm. I'm continuing to build, continuing to build, 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 build. Yeah, man, I was a roofer. My dad owned a roofing company, did that for many, many years. And I was like, I don't want to do this forever, right? So I went to college. I went to four different colleges in two years. I felt a history class at the University of Alabama. <laughs> I went and got my real estate license because real estate over here, I don't know about there, but over here you take one class, a state test, and you can, you rock, you're ready to rock and roll. Um, you know, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. Dad wanted me to be a lawyer. Both of those take eight to 10 years of school over here after high school to achieve and to, to pursue those careers. Whereas real estate agent is literally one class and you have the same opportunity really in terms of income and opportunity. So it was a no brainer for me. I dove in head first and, um, you know, it's been a real passion of mine, man, because I get to help people, you know, I started out helping people buy and sell properties and, uh, you know, I'm still doing that. And now I'm helping people invest in properties and I'm also helping real estate agents become better real estate agents and, you know, sell more properties. So for me, it's just a helping people, uh, you know, I'm in the helping people business. Yep. I always say this, right? You help one person get what they want. You have thousands get what they want. You basically get paid from that. And the more people you help become more successful, the more you actually become you know, wealthy for yourself as well. So it, the life that we live in now, I just say it all the time, figure out how to be of service to many other people and basically you get what you want. So it's quite interesting that one of the things I really focus on here on the Wealth and Business Podcast is basically, first of all, kind of digging into the rack to riches story, if there is any, and as well as digging into the journey of the ordinary to the extraordinary. Because Having interviewed the most amazing minds from millionaires to billionaires and to, you know, in, you know, invest, you know, in, interviewing so many different type of people. One of the things I've always, you know, that's always been fascinated by is that literally every single person who became very super successful in their career, they had that sort of challenges of the rough beginning. So you mentioned like during the, you know, before the 21 years or rather during that 21 years, of you being in the real estate industry. So you, you, you was a roofer with your dad. You done all these different kind of jobs, concierge, a little bit, a little bit, or jobs as well. But today you, 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 you are on your journey to, to hitting a hundred million in real estate, whether that's in sales, whether that's an investment, but there was a story where it began. So you didn't fall from the sky, you know, you didn't fall from the sky, you made it happen and you're so super proud of what you've done. Obviously, this is one of the reasons why I connect with great individuals like yourself so that we can come to inspire so many other people. So you mentioned at some point in time, you were squatting your car when the first market crashed and literally, you know, you lost everything. 
And now you've built a business where it doesn't really matter what the market is saying. Real estate is real estate. And I always say this real estate is one across the globe. If you figure it out the correct way and you understand and you're playing, you know, you're paying to play or you are in the right room or you have the right people in your in your network, you basically would always swim regardless. Or worst case scenario, you might just flow. And that's the that's the bit about you know real estate, regardless of the volatility in the market. If you understand the real estate game, worst case scenario, you will just float and then you swim. And obviously, you swim faster or whether slower, whatever you want to do. So I really, I really love the fact that you mentioned, you know, when the first crash happened and you, you know, you, you basically slept in your car and you bounced back. Now, how was it and how did you bounce back out of that crash? And what did you do to get out of it? So for the sake of those who are listening, so we're talking about 100 millions here. We talk about you as well coming from the bottom to the top now. So, but when you had that contraction or when you had that challenge where you lost everything, how did you bounce back during the recession? Bro, when I lost everything, um, you know, here's the thing, bro. Like, you know, every single day I get up and work as hard as I can, right? Yeah. So from, from I get up, I work as hard as I can every day. So whether I'm a real estate agent, whether I've lost everything, whether I'm a roofer, whether I'm serving tables, um, cooking pizzas, wh- whatever I'm doing, I'm going to get up and work all day, every day. So nothing really changed. See, th- this is the part that people, it, it's hard for them to wrap their head around. Um, you know, that's like when people are trying to become a full-time real estate agent and they're part-time right now, you know, and they just really want to be a full-time real estate agent. And I'm like, okay, well, let's think about it for a second. Right now, when you go to your nine to five job that you hate, you know, you get up and you work as hard as you can all day long. You come home. You know, you go to bed, you do it again the next day, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, if you become a full-time real estate agent, are you going to get up, work as hard as you can all day, go home, go to bed, do it all over again? Yep. I'm like, okay, so how is your life really going to change that much day to day if you go full-time real estate agent, right? And so when you think about it like this, it's not really going to change much. And so when I lost everything and went back to roofing, I didn't, I didn't think of it as like a change, Right. This is just every day. I just get up. I work, you know, and um, what, you know, the difference is, is wherever I am at any given time, I'm trying to look for the next opportunity to take that next step up, you know, next step up, next step up, next step up. Now, if I get if I get dropped back, if I if I get dropped back down to the bottom like I did when in the crash, well, now I'm starting from here. I couldn't help that I went from here to here. Okay, but what I can do is continue trying to take steps up to get to get up the ladder, to take up the stairs, you know, to get to take it to the next level, next level, next level. So that's why we're here. You know, when I hit, um, you know, I was the number one Remax agent in Alabama for a while, you know, and I was, you know, the top agent in my area and stuff like that. Okay, that I did. Nothing changed. I woke up. I worked as hard as I can all day. Went to, went home, went to bed, did it again. But I'm always looking for the next step. And so the next step after that was to come out and start social media and try to understand that game of being a real estate coach and building a brand and building an influence so that I could go out and branch into other businesses and even other industries. And it's not going to end here. I'm going to continue raising the bar, looking for the next opportunity, the next step, and that that's where the hundred million comes from. You know, it's like, okay, let me go out here and buy a hundred million. And really the goal over the next five, ten years is to buy a billion, 
right? Wow. And then to buy, and then to buy two billion. I love you know, that. there's a guy over here. There's a guy over here that has you know two three billion worth of. Uh, you know, there, you know, there, there's all kinds of people over here that have done it. Yeah, Grant um, is not got a net worth of about eight billion dollars combined in re- in real estate and as well as in his coaching business. What's that? Grant Cardone. Uh huh. He's now got almost about eight billion dollars in real estate and his coaching company. So everyone can do it. Exactly. I mean. Well, when you look at that, you think, okay, he's got like three billion under uh, management, right, in real estate, and then he actually owns twenty percent of that, you know, because the investors own eighty. That's the split he has with investors. So if it's three billion, then he's got six hundred million, basically worth of uh, real estate, and then he has whatever debt on that six hundred million, yeah. right? So you subtract that for your for your uh, for your net worth. You know, let's say he's got 50% of it is a yeah. debt. So really, real estate-wise, he may have 300 to $500 million mm-hmm. worth personally. Yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't think the numbers are as big as what he claims or people claim. I mean, when I go out and buy a billion dollars, I'm going to say I own a billion dollars worth of real estate, just like he okay. is. But at the end of the day, it's not really the truth when it comes down to true net worth, right? It depends on what my split is with my limited partners who have invested into the deal minus any debt that's owed on my actual percentage of equity. Um, but you're right. Who wouldn't want to own a half a billion dollars to a billion dollars? I mean, look at there, you know, and that doesn't count as coaching company and whatever else, everything else that he has that he's worth. He's done incredibly well. And so, you know, his model is one I, I, I've looked at and dissected, you know, yeah. uh, from every which angle. And, 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 and there's something you said there, building a brand, becoming an influence. And this is one of the reasons why it's so interested. It's so interesting right now. As an entrepreneur, building a personal brand is very, very important. So I say this all the time. A lot of people ask me, why are you trying to build a brand? Why are you trying to speak? Why are you trying to do this? So let's, let's say, let, let's break it down a little bit, right? The only influencer that we really have in the, in the real marketing industry today is footballers, movie stars, right? You know, artists, musicians, and all of these people. So for example, if Osher was to come and showcase this bottle of water just by drinking this bottle of water and probably publishing it on the social media, a lot of people is going to go and buy that water. So why is it that we as entrepreneurs who basically started our journey from rags to riches or from ordinary to extraordinary, why can't we do the same? When we're trying we can. to Exactly. So, and this is one of the things that I personally, this is one of the things I've learned from Grant Cardone. And because he's building that influence, to be honest, he's influencing business. He's actually going to uh, grow his real estate business if you really look at the model correctly. That's going to become something really, really massive. And you are also doing something, when I connected with yourself and I'm looking at your content and I'm like listening to a lot of the things that you say and, I'm, and, and the, the branding element of it, the influencing element of it, and obviously backing it up with your 21 years in the game, be burnt out, all right, losing everything, sleeping in your car, and basically going back to roofing industry that you first started from and building all the way back up. And this is what we're talking about. So because the journey, there is no, I always say this, right? There is no journey, there is no destination to the success. The journey is the destination because you keep evolving yourself. You know, you fall, we rise up again. Sometimes we've got no money to buy more real estate. We go out there, we build an influence. We, 
we, we get those people to believe in us and we invest their money again and we own a percentage of that, you know, of that equity. Or, for, for example, myself, I raise money through, through media. I, raise, I build great relationships through people that I've connected with on social media as well. So I'm doing, at the moment, I'm still probably, I'll probably want to say maybe series one of, or series, going to series, series two of my investment. So that would be, I'm still using sort of, you know, the, 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 the OPM, the brother, the sister, the aunties, the uncle, the friend of a friend, you know, yeah. collaboration of through someone I met on social media to raise more money. So it's so very important. And I really love how you, you mentioned branding influence. So yeah. for me to you, what would you really say, you know, is the impact for you right now, building a brand in the real estate industry, which obviously helping you build your hundred million pound vision for 2023? Uh, it's everything, honestly. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the, the, uh, the audience, the influence, the, uh, relationships built, like who are you? I mean, listen, there's plenty of people out there that raise billions of dollars that have zero followers online, right? It's not like the end all be all. These guys, there's plenty of people who are, you know, super incredibly successful and wealthy. Um, you know, so, so understand like social media, is one avenue of many, right? To go out here and do this. However, um, it's, it's, um, like, uh, for example, I know a guy that raised a hundred million and, you know, he did it off Instagram and it took him, you know, a matter of like a year or something like that, right? There's nothing crazy. And he was at a, he was at a conference and talking to one of these old school, you know, capital raising, you know, guys. And he said it took him his whole life. He, he was blown away when this guy said he raised a hundred million on Instagram because he said it took him his whole life to raise a hundred million. He's been trying to raise a hundred million for decades. Um, and so it's so it, you know, it's, it's one avenue. Um, but if you're starting, like you say, from rags to riches and you become skillful on social and you, you've learned how to build your following, I'm picking up 200 organic new followers every day on Instagram right now and have for a while. It was at like a hundred a day a couple months ago and now it's 200 a day, 6,000 in the last 30 days. I've become very skillful on Instagram, you know, and I post four to six times every day on Instagram, right? And that's key um, for the algorithms. But this is, I've been doing it for six years and I'm like, I just learned that piece right there and how important it really was just five months ago or so, you know, um, it's a journey and these platforms are constantly changing. Um, and so, it, you know, it's, it's like, you gotta, you have to treat social like it's a real job, you know, like until I took a step back and said, okay, I'm going to treat social media and my growth and Instagram, like it's a real job instead of just posting whatever, whenever, um, until I said that, I didn't really have any real right now. I feel like I'm just massively growing, um, just completely organic before I never really felt that way, you know? And so I see nothing but big things coming around the corner. Uh, Instagram is going to continue to grow. YouTube is going to continue to grow. All these platforms are going to do nothing but continue to grow. Um, and if you're on there trying to, you know, perfect your craft and get better at creating content and market yourself, um, you know, and, and know how to close, you know, how to, how to monetize, how to, how to turn those views into 
uh, into a business, you know? Absolutely. So you talked about wealth creation at the beginning of this conversation as well. You said um, you was in the flipping market. So you was in the flipping market and then you decided to build long-term wealth. Now, let's bring the brand and let's bring the flipping houses into wealth creation. So now you're building your social media and you're growing quite organically, quite rapidly. And now that you don't really have to sell properties rather than that, what you're making from your real estate business, what you're literally doing with that is you are now building a long-term portfolios and basically learning about the commercial market. Bringing all of this together, right? If you were to do it all again, right? Where would you basically start? What would be the very first step that you were going to take? So talking about flipping houses, now talking about building wealth long-term and as well as the influence, if you were to do it all over again, where would, what would be, you know, for the sake of those listeners who want to do hundred million, I want to do hundred million myself. I'm currently at about 7 million, which is still far away. And one of the reasons why I'm connecting a lot with the people in the U.S., you know, I've interviewed the most powerful, greatest minds in real estate so far. And you guys are not playing small at all. And I'm like, in the UK, we're very conservative. We're very risk reverse, you know, and we, yeah, we're trying to play big now, but we're quite very secure. And one of the things the US market has taught me is basically expansion, expansion, Mm. debt, equity, and all of these things. If you were to do one, you know, once more and you didn't have anything, talk me through that steps. And, you know, I'm sure this is going to be great value for those who are listening, who wants to literally, I mean, know that, okay, racks to riches, you had nothing. You built it all the way to where you are. Your dad was a roofer. You was once a roofer. You was attendant in the restaurant. You was a con- you were you were in the concierge industry. And now you're talking about 100 million in real estate in 2023. So yeah. let's take two steps backward and just basically break it down steps by steps for the audience so they just get some real value, Rick. Yeah, so if we're talking about starting over today, in today's world where social media is just rampant, you know, if we're talking about starting over, when I started, uh, when I started, hell, there was no social media, right? So it's two, di- two completely different worlds, right? If I'm starting right now today, I'm going to be all in on social media. But where the rubber really hits the road is that I got to have a job, right? I have to start. That's where I start. I start with a job. Um, where I'm making money. So, so you go out and basically you take any job you can take. That job pays you X amount. Okay. That's your floor. That's your floor right, right there. Now, now as you have that job, we're looking for a second job, right? My dad said, never quit a job, just add to it. And that's why I always had two jobs. So as I get a job, I'm looking for a second job that's better than my first job. I take the second job. I work around the first job. Now I have two jobs. Now, if the second job is way better than the first job, I'm like, great, I'm going to get rid of this first job in a little while. But what am I going to do until then? All right, I'm going to look for a third job. As I'm looking for the third job, right, I'm trying to find out if this third job may be better than one of my other two jobs I have, right? If it's better than one of them I can replace, then I'm going to replace. And so I continue to stair step my way up. Right. I stair step my way up. I start at the bottom, whether it's working at McDonald's, Starbucks, roofing houses, whatever it is, that's my baseline. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep that baseline. You know, I, I want my bills paid to where I don't have to worry about my bills. Okay. Then I can have side hustles. 
a second job, a third job. But as I'm looking for these other jobs, you know, like for example, if I'm, if I'm trying to be a real estate investor, okay, well, honestly, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You know, a lot of people here in the U.S. are really into wholesaling where they put a property on a contract and sell the contract to somebody before it closes. A lot of people are into flipping properties, which is quick money. Flipping properties is almost like a real estate commission. You know, wholesaling is as well. I mean, you're, you're basically handling somebody else's property being sold and you're making X amount of dollars over whatever they netted out of the deal. So it's kind of the same thing. You're paying taxes this pretty much the same you would if it was income taxes on real estate commissions. Um, but I think like getting a job and then deciding what you want to do, if it's real estate investing, if it's being a real estate agent, what, what it is that you want to do, and then immediately start learning. Reading, you need to read every single day, listening to podcasts every single day, watching YouTube videos every single day. Um, and really absorbing as much as you can about the industry, but not only that, but executing, taking action on something. You know, if it's to buy a rental property, you know, as you have your first job, looking for your second job that's better, looking for your third job, looking for your fourth job, right? Be saving up money to put down on your first rental property, right? Everybody should go out and buy their first rental property as soon as possible. You know, if you need to, depending on what the lending is there or, or whatever, um, if the, uh, if the lending is, uh, you know, you got to put 20% down on a rental property. I mean, one thing we do here is house hacking, you know, where somebody will go out and they'll buy a fourplex, they'll live in one of the units and rent the other three out. I mean, that's genius, right? That's genius. And then what you do is, is you're buying that basically as a primary home, and uh, you can do that here. Fannie Mae will still back that. The government will still back that loan if it's under five units, and you can get a 30-year fixed loan on a fourplex, live in one of the units for free. You're actually, you're making, you're probably going to make money every month off that situation. You're managing those units, and you're learning how that rental game works. And then you continue saving money to where you can go buy another fourplex, rent the one out, the unit you were in, and go live in another unit of another fourplex for a while. Because when you're moving into it, you're going to get a really, you're going to get the lowest rate on a 30 year fixed, you know, and you could do this with duplexes and triplexes. That's really, that's really a smart, cool thing to do to build a rental portfolio when you're really young. But you should be documenting all of this on, on, on Instagram and YouTube. You should be creating content around your process and, um, building your brand, you know, and really looking at that on a, a, a five to 10 to 20 year basis. I mean, if you're 20 or, you know, 25, you know, think about what you could have by the time you're 35. If you're literally documenting everything you can on YouTube, sharing everything, every little step of the journey, so on and so forth. And then if you're even a creative person that can create great content that really kind of something kind of catches on and goes viral, you know, there's no telling where that could take you. So like I say, man, just hit it as hard as you can. Start with a job, work your way up, buy your first rental property, hit it hard on social, you know, and just know that you're going to work your ass off forever. You know, that's the thing. That's the part right there. I think that's the part right there. I think trips people up is, uh, you're going to work for decades. If you really want to do something amazing, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, in a world today where the instant gratification mentality has become a way of life, and the instant gratification mentality is being the 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 invitation to a lot of people wanting to be successful. So, for example, you know, you've been in property for twenty one years. I really, you know, um, appreciate that, and I obviously look up to you for that. I've been in the real estate industry for just the last six to seven years now. But I've been an entrepreneur for at least 22 years of my life. I'm 43 next month. I've been an entrepreneur for about 22 years of my life. And for me, I didn't get nothing correctly the way I would have wanted to get them correctly. Not until just about seven years ago, where I, in 2015, I lost everything. And in my business back home in Africa, Nigeria, to be very precise, and I went into becoming an Uber driver. From an Uber driver, I got into real estate. So we are currently in a time where people are more attracted by all of a sudden the, the success that I have and people who follow me and some of them like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go and do it. But you just said 21 years. How many people have this sort of resilience, the, the, the patience, you know, to to basically be at your lowest points and then you you go into your highest point, you go through that roller coaster, you know, go through the three jobs, you know, and just basically build, 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 and you're gonna be working for a decade, just like you said in your own words. And 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 people are no longer willing to do that. People want it quick. And I say to and I say this all the time, yeah, you want success really quick, but success is not building a day. And you, you, you find founders or new beginners reading books like The 4-Hour Week, you know, The Smart Work. You know, I'm like, no, you've got to work hard first before you actually work smart. Yeah, you're going to work for 10, 20 hours in a day or maybe even work 24 hours in a day sometimes, no sleep, right, before you can yeah. actually hit those 4-hour weeks. So what's your take on that? The thing is, man, is you're going to work either way. You can either work on your business or somebody else's business, right? You can give up on your dreams and go put in 40 hours a week on somebody else's dreams, or you can put that time and effort into your own business. Um, you know, time's going to pass regardless, and you're going to work no matter what, you know, unless unless you're going to be a bum, unless you're just, you know, you're going to live off somebody else or uh, whatever, you know, it costs money to live. You know, every time you take a shower, the water costs money, the electricity, the food you eat, everything costs money. So, you know, if you're going to pay your pay your own way, you're going to work every day, all day long. Um, you know, that's that's even at like the lowest levels, you know, the lowest levels, you know, of, of income. You're going to work all day long to pay for your life, you know, so or at the highest levels where you reach. A hundred million net worth, you're going to work your ass off for that. So you kind of make your choice. You can work, you're going to work your ass off for the rest of your life either way. You know, you can either do it for your, for your, uh, business and your, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, providing that, you know, incredibly, incredible quality of life for your family. Or you can work your ass off to create that incredible quality of life for somebody else's family. You know, and, and people don't even realize they're making this choice when they say, oh, real estate's too hard or this is too hard or being, you know, having your own business is too hard. Well, yeah, but you, either way it goes, you're going to work. So what's the difference, you know? Um, you know, that that's the problem I have with that argument, you know.